Blog Talk Radio. Their third album, 
entitled Freedom with the single Time, Love, and Freedom, which we'll play for you later on in our broadcast. So, Stephanie and Sherilyn, I want to thank you so much for joining me tonight on Spiritual Happy Hour. I'm really happy to have you both as guests. And I, you know, I mean what I said when I, um, in the introduction, I do really think you two are really living from your authentic self. And I think you're really showing the world how to do that, how to step out and live your dreams. And also, as twins, and we'll get into this later, but I really also think you, like an underlying message is really how to show people how to come together. But um, before we talk about soul song and how music transforms, I would love it if you would share a little bit about how you guys got into music itself. Obviously, you know, your sisters. I know it sounds to me what I've read you come from a very musical family, not just in your own immediate family, but, you know, your whole family uh, seems to have yeah. a little bit of music. And so how did you guys come into music? Was it something that one of you started, or did you were you both feeling the pull towards, towards music? I think um, we both were. We've been singing since we were little, and, we, I mean, we weren't great. We would walk around the house singing nursery rhymes and all that stuff. And our mom eventually was like, okay, these girls need to learn how to play instruments so that they have something to sing with because it's kind of like, you know, all over the place. (laughs) So she put us in piano lessons. I think, how old were we, like, maybe like six or something? Yeah, Um, I think we started first grade, I guess. Yeah, and then uh, we we always sang in church choir. So um, I think that started as early as, like, four or five in the little choir. And so we, um, were, we were just always singing. Our, our dad loves country music. Our mom loves rock and roll. One of our aunts um, was a music teacher. She's retired now, but we have a bunch of cousins that are all, you know, drummers and, and guitar players. It's just we've always been around music forever, and we just got the bug really early on. I think that's fantastic. Also, I love that your mom – well, I'm not sure which parent. Wait, one parent was into country. I think you said your dad and your mom was into uh, rock yeah, and roll, yeah. and that's actually your sound. You guys have yeah. really combined both. It's like you're, you know, yeah. you build yourself as country, but at the same time, you've got that really great mix. You kind of, you kind of bring it all to the table, which, um, Thank you. again, it's kind of cool how you were able to combine both, both loves of your parents and just the, some of the music that you probably grew up with. Can you guys? Yeah, yeah. we're just exposed. Yeah. Do you have a memory at all of a song or two, you know, that that really touched you at a young age? Like when I think for my own self, I remember being um, three or four, and my mom used to play for us Elton John's Crocodile Rock, and I'm I'm a lot older than you guys, but um, I just Mm -hmm. remember (laughs) that song and that experience with my brother and my sister, and we would, like, dance around the living room and, and just sing and sing and sing. And do you guys have a have a moment from your childhood? I know you just shared from uh, singing in the choir and everything, but was there, a, was there a particular song ever that you can remember that touched you at such an early age? Well, I actually still, all these years later, my favorite song is still, like, the first song, um, Right Here Waiting by Richard Marks. I don't know what it is about that song, but like that's always been my favorite song. And I, I just, every time I hear it, I get goosebumps. I've never owned it so that I would never like play it out, but I don't know. That's mine. And uh, Seth, I don't, I don't know for yours. Well, when we were little, 
Springsteen was a big guy for us and our cleaning or, or, you know, she'd have us with our little dust, little dust rags or whatever going out around the house pretending. I, I can't hear her. Can anyone else hear her? Yes, um, Steph, you're kind of, um, hold on one second. Let me see if, um, <laughs> try that again. Just try again. I, it's funny, though, because I literally oh. know what she said, even though I couldn't hear her. But <laughs> well, I heard the first part. You were I can hear me now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Here, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Me yeah. Coming in. Okay, now, you know, when we were, our mom would be, nope. you know, she would give us, like, no. Nope. No, nope, you're well, breaking let's up. Let's do this. No. Um, wait, so, Steph, let's do this. Let me, um, yeah. why don't we go ahead and play Time, Love, and Freedom? And yeah. what we can do is I will pull you over, and we'll we'll try to figure out if we can grab another connection, okay? So hold on one second. Oh. Let me put on Time, Love, and Freedom. And um, hang tight. All right, hold on. This is Spiritual Happy Hour. You guys are listening to us on Thursday night. We've got Stephanie and Cheryl and Spinner from the country music group Spin. And we're going to go ahead and play their single from their third album called Time, Love, and Freedom.
are listening to Spiritual Happy Hour on Blog Talk Radio. This is Jennifer Lajotis, your host for tonight. And you just heard the country music group Spin. That's uh, Cheryl Lynn and Stephanie Spinner, and they are on with me tonight. We're talking music, how it transforms us, and their journey. And they were just sharing with us uh, some influences that they had when they were kids. And, um, okay, so Bruce, of course, being from Jersey, Bruce mm-hmm. has to come into the equation. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we what was it about him writing? Very. Um, actually, it was like two two different parts of him. His songwriting is incredible. I mean, he tells stories better than anyone, pretty much anyone else. Um, and every every song hits a different chord with a different person. I think that's why so many people have been so drawn to him for so long. And then when you go to his concerts, which we, we started doing as a very, at a very young age, um, the energy is matchable. And I think that people, um, take, people that have seen us live also always comment on our energy, and I think he was a big influence on us in that way as well. Well, I was going to say, like, it, it's amazing because that's how I feel with your music. Number one, oh, my gosh, the stories behind your music I think the way you craft a story and I'm sure it comes from your own experiences and you know your emotion is there and it's it's something that as a listener to the music you can really kind of almost step into your song and so I feel like you guys have that in common with him and then the other pieces and I'm going to interweave in the the soul song piece um each chord, and I didn't know this before I started this show, each chord in music or key in music actually corresponds to one of our seven chakras. So we can mm. actually tune in to our own frequency because we're all vibration as we listen to music. And it can, it can again, balance our energy and raise up our vibration. And then groups of people, obviously, as you, as you guys see, coming together um, are so inspired and moved by the by the music, absolutely the energy of the show. And you know this from standing on stage. What you get back from the audience is is probably just amazing. Yeah. But um, yeah. When did you guys you guys started writing? I think I read at the age of nine. Did I did I read that correctly? Was that the first song you wrote? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were play, like playing, literally yeah. playing in our backyard. And we started, we would always like sing little songs and write little songs like around the house. And, but the first song that we ever wrote was literally about playing in a backyard and like wanting to play that way we wanted to play and having nobody else tell us how to play, like really, (laughs) really silly kid stuff. But then um, after that, we formed like a neighborhood band and like one girl down the block had a bass drum and somebody else played like we played piano and somebody else played like guitar. And then, you know, after that we formed a girl group and, and then we had just our, our duo thing and, and we've been doing that, you know, pretty much steady since high school. But um, yeah, we've always loved writing music and connecting with people, you know, and sharing our stories and sharing other people's stories. You know, we don't just write about our own experiences. We, we write about experiences of, of other people that we know and family members and stuff, because, you know, the human experience is it's everybody has like shared experiences. It's not, nothing's unique. Everybody, you know, experiences things in different ways, but kind of the same stuff. We all go through the same stuff in life to, you know, learn and grow. 
and we like to write about all of it. Oh, my God, absolutely. I love that, though. You don't happen to still have that piece of paper or whatever you use to write on, do you? Because what a memory mm. that is. No. You know? um, we especially as, we, we didn't as, write it down, but we still don't. Yeah, right. It was just in your yeah. head. But um, especially yeah. as twins, because um, most of the listeners know I'm also a twin, and I feel like it's kind of – it's obviously it's a very special relationship, and um, it's kind of neat. I always felt to have somebody not only witness me, but it was neat to go through the same experiences, um, but yet be separate from one another, but yet together. And um, when you guys write, how do you go through the process? Does one of you, you know, is it, is is it a true collaboration all the way through? Like, or does it depend on the song? Does, Does the inspiration come together and one of you writes the, words for one or do you just talk it out how does how can you walk us through your process because i think that's fantastic yeah we do a combo yeah i mean there have been um songs where seth will basically you know come to me either with it sometimes it's as small as a, a phrase and then we'll work it out completely together sometimes one of us will have a total idea you know of of what it is and we'll just need help forming it And then there have been certain songs in the past where, like, say Stephanie is going through a really hard time, a breakup or or something, where it's easier for me as an outsider to kind of feel what she's going through, but to put it into words, same vice versa, where I'm going through something really hard. And sometimes it's easier for someone with an outsider's perspective, but such a close connection to the situation. And so a lot of times that's the way it happens, too. Yeah, yeah no, like we fantastic. have one song. Yeah, one song ahead. that we have. Um, it's called "So Hurtful," and that was about a breakup that I went through. But Cher wrote most of the song. There was like a, some lines that I put in, and and like some specific things. But it's just like, and it's was still one of my favorite most. Which is strange that it's a because it was a painful time, but it's still a great, like a great song to look back at because it was, I mean, at the end you turn around and, like, take power back in the end of the song, and I think that's why it's, it's such, like, an empowering song for me. It's crazy. <laughs> but I think the other piece, too, and you talk about it, is that um, I don't want to quite call it the twin connection because, I mean, it can happen with anybody, but I really do think it's twins. It's Twins are multiples, but twins are are special in and of themselves in that it's just two people, so it's a constant back and forth, and you really hit the nail on the head by saying one of you could write the lyrics, but yet understand the emotion and the journey of your twin sister, right? And really be able to express it in words. Um, And I just think that's really part of your gift. Again, I said at the beginning of the show, but I really do think because we're in a time today where people are needing to come together. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we get so stuck in what's going on in the world and not not to belittle what's going on in the world I think there's a lot going on but sometimes we just forget even how to connect and I think you guys through as I said earlier through your your experiences and the way you craft your music and the way you perform on stage um, really is healing to people and is a demonstration of that I want to talk a little bit about your instruments, too, because, Sherilyn, you play the auto harp, which yeah. I think is fantastic. How did you come to to start to play 
I honestly, um, we both play piano and piano is not really something that's very dominant in country music. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, it's not the most mobile instrument ever. Like we have a keyboard that we bring on stage with us sometimes and it's just giant. Like it's so big. It's so heavy. People ask us when we wheel it in, if we're carrying a dead body, like it's really, (laughs) it's just not convenient at all. And so, but you know, the guitar, like I give so much credit to guitarists because they're, it's really not as easy as people think it is. It takes a lot of discipline and it takes a lot of desire because like if I play, I'll pick it up for three months and then I'll have calluses for two months after that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's just, I just have no, I'm going to play it. I, I learned, um, a little bit more this year. I've, I've picked it up probably like maybe four times in the past four years, picked it up and put it down. And I got farther this time than I ever have, but, um, I needed something that we could play that is easy and mobile and, um, I guitar, I just don't, I don't have the patience for it. So our manager, Jessica actually suggested the auto harp and it's the instrument that, um, June Carter cash and mother Mabel mm-hmm. Carter played. It's like a very yeah. Appalachian old country instrument. It's not, it's not found a lot now, but you know, lots of people play it like Cheryl Crow plays it. Um, you know, Dolly Parton obviously plays it, you know, there's a lot of, it's, there's really not that many, but of the people that are in pop country music right now, I think I'm the only one who plays it, which is mm-hmm. awesome, <laughs> which I like. It's it's pretty simple, but you know, it takes a lot of rhythm and it, it takes some practice, but, um, and tuning it is quite the pain in the butt, but it's a cool instrument that is original and it sounds really full and it's completely mobile, which is amazing. And it doesn't need, you know, I can plug in when I go, just like all the guys can plug in their guitars. I can plug the auto harp in into a system and play, you know, on a huge stage, or I can play around a bonfire. Same thing. Oh, I love it. Um, Yeah. I just add the depth, right. And as you said, it's not an instrument that's seen all the time, but again, um, the, the sound coming out, I think, is, is just fantastic. The other thing for both of you, too, is I just love both of your tone, right? Each one of you, the way that you sing, the, the, the melody that comes out is, is really healing and, I think, um, fantastic. Mm. And, and not just in the slower songs. I mean, you know, in your, in, in your rock songs, too, I just love it. Um, it, really, it really shines through. And I, I think that's, Thank um, you. you know. Um, yeah, it's interesting how we have different voices, even though. Yeah, but we have know. the same speaking voice. It, people, it's so funny because, you know, being twins, they say to us all the time, they say, you look like just as like people, people like not the musician part, but just like as the sinners, us. They say to us, like, you know, you look a lot alike, but you sound exactly the same when you speak. But then when you sing, it's completely different, which is so weird. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I ha- well, I have to believe, of course, to bring in the whole spiritual piece. I really believe, must have, you know, totally on purpose, right? Because, again, you're, you're demonstrating an influence, influencing and helping so many people transform, I think, with, with your music that it, comes, it just comes in and, and it gives you guys that ability to really just raise so many people's vibrations. Um, and, and again, your harmonies just sound fantastic. 
Um, oh, thank you. You know, when you were little, did you, I'm going back to when you were little, but did you guys sing in harmony a lot when you were younger? Um, yeah, that's um, yeah. our favorite part. It's I love been. that. When we were, like, in church, yeah. that's what we learned, you know. That's what we, and we're, we're Methodist, so music was involved a lot in everything. And um, I, I think it's, it's also, for us, it was um, a way to sing at the same time without singing at the same time. I don't know. It's like, it was, you know, we're, neither of us are very, um, we're like, whenever we divvy out like our singing parts and stuff, it's like whoever sounds best sings that part. There's no ego. There's no competition. You know, we just want it, the song to sound good. We don't care who sings. And I think that stems back from when we were younger, you know, learning how to sing these harmonies. And it's like, okay, you sing this part and I'll do the harmony. And then I'll sing this part and you do the harmony. And it's kind of like, you know, we just could always be singing together, and but we didn't have any competition of who was going to sing which part, you know? See, I love that. And I actually think that's really different. And maybe I'm a little pessimistic for um, other siblings or just, just the world. But it's it's interesting because I happen to have a twin brother, and I know I'm repeating myself, and that's kind of rare. Like, I know twin sisters could typically end up fighting more. My brother and I also never really had any competition. We used each other, again, like we would witness each other doing things in life, and then we would inspire one another along, whether it was really little milestone of, like, walking or, or riding a bike or something. And then as we got older... I mean, I remember him helping me um, trying to call a guy to ask him out. He was like, look, I'll be the guy, and, you know, you pretend to call. And it was kind of really funny because I went to call, and he and, and he hung up on me, you know, as a joke. He was like, oh, it's me, click. You know, it was just stupid, like, you know, twin humor. But, um, but I yeah. think that's really can be rare. And, again, I think it's something that as we're coming together now in these times that people need to start to do um, less competition, and especially for women, less competition and yeah. more coming together um, to to know each other's strengths at different times and be fine with allowing someone to step into that. Um, can you guys, you know, I know you sort of said it doesn't matter who has the harmonies, but can you guys, like, speak a little bit about what you think your strength is and what your sister's is and, you know, vice versa? Well, I mean, I think that Stephanie really, um, when it comes to being powerful and making a part that maybe isn't so um, obviously intended to move people, I think that the the power that she has behind her voice, I think that it conveys what we're trying to say in a way that doesn't make us have to say things obviously with the words. Like, you can... Um, say something a little bit more subtly, like you don't have to beat somebody right over the head with a point because the way that she uses her power in her voice kind of also compels you. So things can be a little bit more um, descriptive and they don't need to be so obvious, which I think is really cool. Thanks. Great. You're welcome. (laughs) And I think, well, Cher has so much control of her voice. So, and she can just do pretty much anything so she gets like I think takes us to the next level where you know we can compete with the you know Miranda Lambert's and the um Maren Morris's because her voice is so like dependable it's very dependable 
And I think that that helps, you know, be when we have like some softer, you know, like she, whenever she starts the song, it's really nice and it's very like, you know, simply awesome. And I think that's a really cool contrast to my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take us back a little bit just to go back to how you guys write your music. I've had a couple of other artists on the show and I'm always fascinated and somewhat envious in, in how they're able to connect to the lyrics. And I know you talked a little bit about sometimes one of you will get a sentence or you'll take it from your life or somebody else's life, but just really when you actually go to write, um, how do you, what's your method? Do you feel like you channel things in? I had Mark Stanton Welsh who does the opening song for us for the show. He has a tendency where he says a lot of his songs come in within like 15 minutes. It's, it's, and he likes to, when he, he also used to write for a church that he attended, and they wouldn't give him the topic until the Saturday night. So he would come home from doing gigs, and it would be, you know, two in the morning, and he would have to sort of sit down and, and write a song for the next day. And he used to say that he could feel the energy of the event happening right before it, even before the event was going on, and that would inspire him. And then he would take sort of the first thing that came to his mind and he would, from that moment, just be able to open up and the rest of the song would come in. Um, how, what's your method? How do you guys, um, can you walk us through how how you do it? I mean, we can definitely, I can relate to exactly what he's saying. I mean, we've gotten so inspired by things that, um, you know, songs have written themselves within 15 minutes and we say that and we always call it um, like, you know, oh, there's a muse in the room, you know, like the old mm-hmm. muses from Greek mythology. And it's funny because, you know, we met you at um, Karen Garvey's, one of her enlightenment meetings. And so when we said that to Karen one time, she was like, oh, that's co-writing. Like, that's what that's what you're doing. So that's not just you. That's, you know, whatever forces in the universe, they're also they're writing it with you. Like, that's not you by yourself. And that's what it feels like. Because then yeah. there are other songs where we could sit and write for an hour and then it just nothing comes of it or it doesn't click and we have to put it down and then come mm-hmm. back another day or another hour or, you know, go for a run or do something to distract us and then come back to it with fresh ears and fresh, you know, fresh thoughts. So it, it definitely varies. I mean, um, the song that you played, Time, Love and Freedom, are single. That song was actually inspired by a trip that we took up to Woodstock, well, up to Bethel, New York, and um, mm-hmm. where the original Woodstock Festival was held. And we went and we learned again about all of the history and what was going on in the time. And, you know, the turmoil in the world then is a lot similar to the turmoil that is happening kind of now that we feel. And so that's kind of where we were like, okay, we need to take a step back and really comment on this in a way that makes us connect with what's going on in our world and, you know, this experience that we're having. So we just sat down and we're like, okay, what happened? And we just kind of described our entire trip. (laughs) Well, I I totally agree with Karen. I think you guys really are not only co-writing with with the other side, you're co-creating together um, as as sisters. And um, I do believe that the other side brings in 
uh, you know, we can bring in things like I keep saying it. I'm like, I sounding you know, like a broken record. Ha ha. That, um, to heal <laughs> right now. And, and you're so, I just love, um, time, love and freedom because it's like, you're so right. These are the things in the world right now that I think people need to hear. We can't take them for granted. You know, this is what we have and we can't, uh, we can't, we can't take any of it for granted, but, um, how do you guys overcome obstacles? Because you've, you're, you're young and you've come such a long way and the, the, the uh, music industry is not an easy industry. You know, I'm sure oh along God, the way no. there could have been a million <laughs> times not. where you could have just said, forget it, we're done, no way, and you didn't. And I think uh, it takes a yeah. different kind of person to keep persevering. How do you, um, how do you, how do you, plow through obstacles because not everybody does. Like I said, a lot of people today and myself included in some of the things that I wanted to do for myself, I'll try once or twice and then I'll say, Oh, you know, I can't. And I'll put it down for six months instead of just finding a way yeah. to plow through. How do you guys do that? Do you, what's your method for? Cause again, it's, it's not, you're in one of the industries where a lot of obstacles are going to come up, you know? Um, yeah. 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 We, um, so it's funny. So we are very big signs people. We, our motto is everything happens for a reason and Mm -hmm. we always follow signs. And most of the time there's signs that, you know, push us forward. We're like, okay, something little happens that can get me through. Obviously we have each other to, you know, usually we're not frustrated at the same time. It's usually one of us has like a you know, positive attitude and the other one is kind of like lagging. So the other one will be like, oh, no, it's not a big deal, whatever. But in September, we had like a lot of like rolling bad things happening to us. Like not bad, but like, you know, like the discouraging. That, yeah, discouraging yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And there was a morning that we were in the car and we were driving. And it was probably like 10 o'clock in the morning or something. And I was like, you know, I'm starting to not believe in signs because all the signs that I'm seeing are pointing. Oh, she cut out. Wait, yeah, she oh, just cut out. Holy cow. Wait, yeah, you cut out. wait, I did. Yeah. 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 Okay, but you're you in here back in. Okay. All right. Yeah. So basically what happened was, um, Steph literally said to me, she was like, I'm starting to not believe in signs because all of the signs are pointing to us stopping like that. This is not going to work out. And literally that day, we got a call that we had been waiting for. Unfortunately, we can't announce what it is Absolutely. because it's taking right. so long for right. it to come to be. Like, it's, we're still waiting on it, but, but it was one of the – a huge sign. Probably this will probably be one of the biggest things to happen to us to date. And it's all – it's in motion right now. You know, we've had rehearsals. We have had – you know, we have our, our band is ready. We're ready. We're just literally waiting for it to actually happen, which should be within the next like two weeks. We should be able to announce. And, but this is in September. This has been in the works since then. And that day we got the call that everything was happening, that, you know, we were signed on for something and like, it's a game changer. And, and it was, sorry, God, I love it was crazy. Yep. It was like, it was probably cause it's one of the craziest things. Can you hear me, Jack? Yeah, I can hear you. Yep. Okay. And so Cher literally came up to me, and she was like, what was that you were saying about you don't believe in science? And I was like, yeah. And she showed me the email, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I was like, okay. 
Thank you, universe. I literally asked for it. Yeah. I I love that. But oftentimes it is true what you're saying. A lot of times on the show and even with uh, Janelle, um, and Janelle is a soul pathway healer. So she does what Karen does, but she can also really go into the blueprint of of who everybody is. And she can hear her Mm -hmm. team like they're literally right in her ear. But oftentimes I've witnessed her going through things like like we all do, like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle and finding her way through. And oftentimes I find sometimes just before you're about to have a big break, for whatever reason, it's like we get four or five or six things that don't go well, and then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. So um, fantastic news that that you guys were, you know, that, that on that morning when you were just about ready to say the heck with it, I'm ready to just take a, you know, a a break and not a real one, but you know what yeah. I mean, that it came, that it came in. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I, um, think it, I think it honestly helps us stay humble and I think it helps people keep moving forward because if you don't have those dips in it, if everything just stays great, you don't appreciate it as much and you honestly don't even notice it as much because if you, if everything's just great all the time, then it levels out there also. So if you have, you know, the little dips and the little trials and tribulations, then you appreciate your successes and you remember why you work so hard and it keeps you working even harder, I think. Anyway, for us, I agree. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that kind of gets me back a little bit to Soul Song. So um, as I said at the beginning of the show, I really believe that we we all come in with a purpose, and it just doesn't have to be one. We can have many. Um, and we come in with all these unique gifts and talents to share with the world, and we also come in vibrating. Um, and I didn't know this again until I met Janelle. I mean, I know we're all energy, but she said we actually all have our own individual song, um, and she can actually hear it. <laughs> um, really? And, yeah, awesome. she can actually hear what we sound like. Um, I know I really need her to, to do like a movie or something so we can understand what that what that sounds like. But yeah, we all have our own individual song. And sometimes when life kind of gets crazy, um, we can sound either staticky or clear. Uh, but I think for the majority of people, when they go through obstacles like we were just talking about, uh, that can really affect our vibration and sometimes like just general population doesn't, we're not always really aware or we're not giving ourselves enough time to balance out. And for me, I know music is one of the most fundamental pieces of healing for me. And actually I think for, for everyone, I think it's essential um, for all human beings to sing and also to hear music because it cleanses the system. As I said earlier, the, the cords are all connected to the chakras and therefore they can kind of go in and shift the body, like literally shift the cells and kind of clear out. And in shows, wow. I'm sure you guys can feel it, um, the energy going back and forth and the energy of the audience, yeah. like at the beginning of the show in the middle of the show and, and towards the end of the show. Um, it's, it, it's really something that, um, you know, all groups kind of come together, but then they create together their own energy. So I don't know if you guys feel yeah. the same way or if you feel like music can also heal yourselves or, you know, um, 
do you use music as well? I mean, it's got to be interesting, too, because you're singing out all the time, right? And then yeah. how do you yeah. – so what do you think about that? Does that? Is that something that resonates with you guys at all? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we definitely, obviously, like, you know, music is – we built our entire lives around it. And it is really interesting. One of our um, – when we're playing live at shows, one thing that we do – and it's something probably not a lot of people know that we do, but we pick people in the audience and maybe people that are maybe either look like they're having a bad day or they're not really, you know, interested in listening to music or they're not really feeling us or something. And we will change. We're notorious for changing up our set list to try and get them into our set. Like that's like our oh my God, kind of a goal. Absolutely. So we will literally change, and our guys hate it because then we we have, we start with a set list. Stephanie right. literally takes probably hours trying yeah. to figure out what order we're going to play to change things up and to keep things exciting. And then by like the third or fourth song, we're already off the set, and we have them jumping around all over the place, and they don't know, you know, capos at different spots, and they're ready. And then we're like, oh no, sorry. And it's all to make that one person that we feel like is not connecting with us connect. And oh my it's, God, I, it's something oh, I love that, that, yeah, it's like, it, it's always been a goal of ours and we'll talk about it on stage. Well, I'll be like, oh, there's one guy in the back. I can't get him. And, and Steph's like, oh, I know I saw him. And then she'll be like, what should we play? And we'll figure it out. And if that doesn't do it, we'll give it like one more before, you know, we're like, all right, fine. That's a lost cause. But it never is. We always, the one person that we focus on, we always figure out a way to get them. Oh my so God! When you guys, if you ever us. end up doing your um, your reality show or, or a document, uh, you know, a documentary, you've got to throw yeah. the camera back at the person and show that whole process because that is what yeah. a gift that is, right? Yeah, we should. What a gift! We've never, I've because never even talked about that. Like, besides the staff, it's funny. <laughs> but it's like you're probably taking like the lowest, like you're saying, like the lowest vibration in the room, and oh my God, yeah. what a what a gift to everybody else because you're like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to reach out to you, that person, and we're going to bring you up, you know, oh, that's fantastic, you know. That's yeah. a thrill, that, too, I, when we get them. We're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, right, exactly, and you're like, keep a diary. What song did it for that one? You know, you've got, like, Joe yeah. in Kansas, you know what I mean? Like, or whatever. Yeah, is, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I just think that's one of the best things. Like, that stuff and brings me to tears, you know. Oh, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, you know? so much fun. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, to share with us just a little bit more about um, being on stage and um, do you feel, because um, I always feel this, the different parts of the U.S. to me obviously have a different vibration. So New Jersey feels a lot different than like Houston, Texas. And in the places yeah. that you guys have played, you feel that energy too? I mean, of course the city's going to feel different than, than out here in New Jersey or, or maybe not. How does that feel for you guys? The uh, different well, city versus country versus uh, wherever yeah. you are in the U S. So New York is very hard. It is so hard. In the audience, you have to make them enjoy your set. Like we have played to the deadest audiences, no energy, I mean, we've also played the exact opposite uh, and, like, mm-hmm. the best energy ever. But it is it is tough. You do not know what you're walking into, you know. So you just have to, like, I think that's honestly where our, like, 
challenging ourselves to get people in the room entertained. I think that came from New York City because, you know, nobody has time. Nobody wants a CD. Nobody, you can't even like, you know, when we were younger, we couldn't even give people CDs because they were like, I don't know where to put it. You know, it's very hard. Whereas you go to places like, you know, the first place we went to when it went on tour besides Philly and which Philly is like very similar um, was Cleveland and Cleveland. Everybody was like, so excited to be hearing music, so excited to be doing everything. They didn't care what it was. And, you know, places in the South, like um, we played South by Southwest and like in Austin and everybody was just like music everywhere. And I love everything and I don't care if it's good or not, which is, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. opposite. More open, right? More open. Yeah. 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 And the energy uh-huh. in the room, like you couldn't slap a smile off people's faces. Whereas here you need to build that energy and, yourself basically you have to like kind of supply it, it with, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly yeah it's yeah, definitely like hard it's, uh, it's like that indicator of um and i feel like i could say this having worked in new york for so many years and and you know living close by i i, I hate to say it but sometimes i feel like and this is what i have to ask karen the next time i see her is um i feel like new york sometimes we have that many more um layers on us and, mm-hmm. and this is where your yeah. music is perfect to kind of get in there and say, no, you guys, you have, you have something that's calling you, you know. Um, and, um, you know, again, you guys are such a demonstration of that, of, of coming in and, and being, being the authentic self and, and trying to strip those people down um, emotionally and vibrationally to say, hey, no, let's get back into those pieces of you that, that you, you know, you, you want to you get to know again. So I, yeah, yeah let's so not stop hiding. Um, yeah, behind New York and behind the hustle and bustle, and you know they they say if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. Like you know Frank Sinatra. Like it's so true. Like it's really. I mean, I I know Nashville is hard. It's really hard. Nashville is so over overpopulated with musicians trying like fighting for all of the slots, but it's it's not New York. <laughs> no, it's not. At least everybody there wants to hear your music. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll judge yeah. you afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, New York is tricky. That's yeah. why we need more people like you guys, like uh, bringing it no, in I mean, and and really making people be real. You know, um, definitely, definitely. Um, what do you guys? If you want to take a little bit of time and let us know what you. I mean, I know you know what you've got coming up. I know you're you play you're playing a lot in Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. What do you have? You know, aside from the big thing that's coming up that you can't talk about, but. Um, you know, let us know where we can see you, you know, what's, um, what's coming up. We definitely can say, keep checking our website, which is uh spinmusic.com for upcoming shows, because we're going to be, and the only thing I can say about this is we are going to be playing in New York city a lot. Yeah. Oh, a lot. I can't wait. I yeah. And then, uh, so we also have, um, yeah, and, and the place that we're going to be playing a lot is awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. But, um, and then uh, we have a show December 21st. We are playing at Maxwell's Tavern in Hoboken, which is an oh, awesome my God, spot. I, can't wait. I, have to, I have to take oh, my I love that place. Love it that too. would be awesome. Yep. Yeah, we're playing. Yeah. It's us, um, Lauren Davidson, who is another country girl from Jersey. Um, and so uh, what's called? Country it's Christmas country. Showdown. Yeah, so, it's their country series. Yeah, it's, it's Maxwell's Country Series, and, and um, it's going to be us, 
Lauren Davidson and her band, and then there's going to be a few more other singer-songwriters and performers, all that are um, New York country artists and country singer-songwriters going to be doing. Um, it's going to be like a whole night of basically us and all our friends playing music. Oh, it's that's going to be fantastic. amazing. So awesome. Oh, my God, that's yeah, great. it's going to be guys- so much fun. Do you film often? Are you able to um, to capture that? Um, do you have anybody that that films your shows when you're there? You know, well, would, luckily, right? yeah. Um, so we actually have um, twin cousins. Also, um, they're a boy and a girl, and oh, yeah, they're adorable. Okay. They're they're so cute. They're 21. Uh, one of the, they they live in Colorado, but one of them recently moved to New Jersey. So he comes to a lot of it. He's a filmmaker. He was actually just in um, Puerto Rico filming the disaster there. He went with a medical team, and he was uh, documenting their their efforts um, to give people, like, medicine, food, supplies, whatever, because um, he's amazing. But um, he he has been recording for us, and he's back now. So he'll probably do that. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. That's fantastic. I, for, by the way, like, yeah. twin power. That's awesome, though. Oh, my God, who has to get yeah, the other twin over here? You know, it has to be all in the family. Come on. Um, but yeah, I just think that's great. Last show in Maxwell's, it was crazy. Yeah, and I just, I want to just let the listeners know, uh, you know, you guys, it's, you have to go out and see uh, Stephanie and Sherilyn Spinner for Spin. The, the show is beyond words. The, the mm. harmonies, their music, the feeling that you have just, watching you guys sing and the feeling in the room, the energy in the room is so powerful. And the songs are great because again, it's such a mix, right? I mean, the sound is fantastic. You've got a little bit of rock and roll, the country piece. I mean, you will not be disappointed. You will walk away so happy. Just, I mean, your stuff, you can dance with it. You can, you know, you really can, um, can, can just let loose. And, and I just, I thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Can you just share again with our listeners, um, again, uh, your website? And if we, I know we can get your music on iTunes. Um, you're on Spotify. Yeah, um, yep, we're everywhere know. is um, Spin Music, basically. You can search us, Spin with two N's, and then music. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. And then spinmusic.com is our website, and it has links to everywhere else if you need anything. Our YouTube page, um, you know, we'll have all of our tour dates up there, our bio. You can learn more about us. Yeah, we would love love that. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. And please check them out at Maxwell's in Hoboken, and we will certainly be looking for your announcement. I mean, I'm a fan, and, um, yeah, you guys are lighting up Twitter. I love it. You're over 10,000, like, people, followers. And it's oh, so worth okay, it. Yes, I love yeah. Twitter. <laughs> I hope that you guys can come back to a um, Karen Garvey event as well, too, because I, I just oh, thought it was great. Um, but um, thank you, thank you again for coming on. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you'll come on again. You know, we'll either have Karen yeah, on or we'll come on because I think you guys would love, um, just love Janelle and, and um, sharing some of her energy that she has. But again, yeah. I, I really think you guys are living your soul song. You're inspiring everybody else to do it. You're, you're blowing through obstacles, no matter how hard and um, harmonizing with each other and, and also just looking at the world and what it is and making some sense to it. And so I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It, it's been great talking with you both. And um, again, I just want all of our listeners to check you guys out and please go see them. So um, I just thank you. I have a wonderful thank day. Thank you for wonderful. having us. 
Yeah, and, thank you know, we'll be in touch. Definitely. Okay, okay, awesome. Thank you so much. All right. And what I'm going to do is, I, if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to play your song one more time for everybody. And, um, yeah, please. Absolutely. Yeah, it be great. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a thank great you. night. Okay. All thank right, you. Bye. You too. Okay. We're going to listen one more time to Time, Love, and Freedom from Stephanie and Sherilyn Spinner of the music group Spin. And here we go. Seventeen north coming up on Woodstock. Both home that I took so long ago. I gotta feel the dirt beneath my feet. Gotta breathe the air if I'm ever gonna know. Hey, do tell me stories coming across the country trying to change the world. Up on Woodstock Can we
Jodas on Spiritual Happy Hour. You just listened to my interview with uh, Stephanie and Sherilyn Spinner, and I really hope you guys check them out. I just wanted to let you know we are here every other Thursday night on Blog Talk Radio at 8 o'clock in the evening from 8 to 9. And you can catch Janelle and I both on Facebook and Twitter. Um, Facebook, it's Spiritual Happy Hour. On Twitter, it's Spiritual Happy H. You can also look at Janelle Hoyland's website at JanelleHoyland.com. I've also got one at JenniferLajotis.com. And if you love the show, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And on Facebook, we've also got the opportunity if you want to um, send us send us any kind of suggestions or anything that you want on the show, um, please let us know. And I hope you enjoyed the broadcast tonight. We will be back in uh, another two weeks. And um, everybody have a fantastic night. Good night now. Oh,